As a part of the World Environment Week, we at EY have organized a series of events. Today we have Mr. Anandya Chaudhary, the Country Manager for Energy Transitions at Shell with us. And uh, we have a podcast around carbon pricing. Anandya, welcome to the podcast and thanks for coming over. Thanks, Rajneesh, and greetings to you and your listeners on World Environment Week. I'm delighted to share my thoughts on the subject, uh, but I would like to just place a caveat that this should not be construed to be the views of Shell. Thank you. My first question to you, Anandya, how do you think a carbon price can help abate emissions? Yeah, that's a great uh, question, Rajneesh, and um, there is a short answer and a slightly more uh, involved answer, so let me attempt both. The short answer is that Greenhouse gas emissions, carbon emissions have an externality and the cost is borne by society and not necessarily by the emitter. Carbon pricing strives to place a cost on the emitter and thereby putting the sort of cost where the burden is. But if you sort of dig a bit deeper, the, the, the whole carbon pricing policy intervention is a clear nudge that governments can give to various players across the economy on what they need to do. And there's various aspects that we should explore in this context. First is uh, the competitive disadvantage of the first movers. There are companies right now who are contemplating climate action, but they find that such action involves costs, which brings in a competitive disadvantage to them vis-a-vis uh, -vis their competitors. And therefore, they do think twice before implementing major programs. A carbon pricing across a sector will ensure that all sector players are having the same level playing field and start taking the same steps. And ideally, this moves into economy-wide uh, coverage. So I think that's very important to make sure that the early movers don't get disadvantaged. Secondly, uh, there is a policy outlook signaling that is very important. Companies right now are struggling to see what will the pricing carbon pricing or any compliance framework look like in the coming years and decades. So if the government can clearly indicate that this is going to be the carbon pricing methodology that the government will adopt and how it will progressively you know, change over time, companies will be in a position to make the right technology choices, uh, back green technology and make their investments that are well tested against uh, such a carbon pricing regime. On the case, on this case also another aspect we need to talk about is resource mobilization. So carbon pricing of course also yields resources for the government, whether it's a carbon tax or a you know, market-based mechanism like the ETS. And the government then can direct some of this to supporting new technologies, green technologies that are not proven. Uh, for example, if it wants to support offshore wind or biofuels, uh, but also maybe use it to address the needs of just transition. So there are going to be sections of society which will be burdened by a higher cost of the energy transition and some of this will be available for that. Another aspect I think we should also consider when talking about carbon pricing is globally various countries are adopting carbon pricing whether it's tax or emissions traded systems. And to make sure that there are no carbon leakages, these countries are likely to impose a border adjustment mechanism as Europe is considering. So if Indian companies have to operate or export into these markets, then they'll have to demonstrate that they have carbon pricing domestically. So that's very important for Indian companies to achieve. India has a huge uh, trade with Europe, for example, of 36 or $37 billion. And uh, a part of that will get impacted by this. 
and also the the other advantage of integrating to global markets is that indian players will have access to much deeper and wider markets uh, for carbon offsets for example if they are on the buy side or sell side so anand uh, i agree with you i think uh, carbon prices are the talk of the day now the big question basically which is there when you look in the case of india is uh, should uh, india go for a carbon tax or should it go for a uh, emission based or a market based uh, trading mechanism what do you think are the pros and cons to the two and you referred to that while um, you were answering the earlier question uh, yes uh, indeed uh, these are the two popular models uh, which various countries have experimented with over the last several years so the advantage for india is that india can certainly benefit from the experiences of these countries and get some rich learnings out of it carbon tax um, in terms of implementation is perhaps much less complex uh, though politically less acceptable because it will be very transparently seen to be adding uh, to the cost to the customers or taxpayers as the case may be also it needs to sit within the existing taxation framework and jurisdictional sensitivities and i know uh, ernst and young has uh, already presented an analysis on how this can be done as for emissions trading there is a possibility that the existing market based mechanisms for energy efficiency which is the pat scheme and the e-certs and the renewable energy which is the rpo and the rcs could be brought under a carbon framework which could then be expanded to a functional emissions trading scheme however the complexities of the market design that address the needs of a progressive decarbonization without causing market failure needs to be carefully considered I agree with you um, uh, Anand I think uh, carbon taxes are easier and as you uh, gave there are pros and cons to each of the approach now given that uh, uh, we have a blank piece of paper in uh, India as of this point of time what would be your advice to our clients as to how they should think about this and go ahead indeed that's a very important uh, i think question to consider for countries uh, so companies at this point in time as various regulatory changes are likely to happen in the in the coming future while one can never be certain as to when a compliance framework for carbon will emerge in india but we have seen a compliance framework uh, in energy efficiency and renewable energy that was successfully implemented we are also hearing of an rpo type framework for green hydrogen progressive indian companies are already beginning their decarbonization journeys by implementing internal carbon pricing cdp's annual report mentions 31 uh, companies already having an internal carbon price or companies are signing up to the sbtis or or making commitments under re100 ep100 ev100 um, uh, type commitments but to ensure a sustainable future and a social license to operate companies will need to transparently share their plans to adhere to carbon budgets available so as to achieve the climate action goals agreed by the international community such companies will withstand any shocks that could credibly arise from external carbon pricing whether through taxes or market based mechanism so thanks anandya i think um, one of the things that the companies need to do uh, based on what you're saying is at least to start measuring their emissions basically which is there because uh, the taxes or the uh, uh, the trading scheme basically which comes will be based upon their current emission this thing uh, footprint and how they can reduce it uh thank you very much anandya for uh, coming over and uh, for your insightful comments and um, uh, hope you have a good day thanks again thank you very much thanks for having me